All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Ross has uh, decided he doesn't like to sit in that green chair anymore. Okay. He doesn't like how much it sinks. And so he brings over the piano bench and he sits there during the Star Wars podcast. Oh, right next to you. Which is fine because I can face in that direction, but it means he's higher and he has to adjust the... Like you and he are, are roughly the same size, but if you sit in very different chairs, you're going to have to then... A different level. Is it a dominance thing for him? Maybe that's it. Right. Yeah. He's already the little brother. He's like, we're talking <laughs> Star Wars? Like, I'm at least on the same level. If you listen to Recorder 66, the Star Wars podcast I do with Ross, yeah. with all due respect to him, there's no question about who's dominant. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't He doesn't need to symbolically sit over top of me. Oh, okay. To he's, get a word in edgewise. very much got the... Yeah, I think he understands. Got the reins on. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the other thing is, I would like to evolve this studio uh, soon. I'd like to put it over there. Oh. And I'd like to put it at a desk. I think I told you I'd like I'd like for us to sit on either sides of a desk. Sure. Um, and so we could bang our fists that way. I just think it'd be more natural. I'm so sick of having papers on my lap. Right. Like the idea was that we could just like casually sit across from each other in cushy that's, chairs. That's true. And I just don't think it's I don't think it's conducive to a professional discourse. Right. Um, but another thing that I think would help is if we both wore headphones, but as you know, I've had a lot of technical problems with those headphones. Right. And so I got this little guy, which is a headphone, uh, amplifier. Okay. Anyway, I'd like to build a desk that kind of has some of this hardware in it. Oh, I've right got, on. I've got many visions, sure. many, uh, delusions of grandeur. I love it. Yeah. Delusions of Hermione. Okay. Grandeur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was with you. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. How about you? Fine. You do for any vacation? I actually wanted to ask you about vacation because, and here, let's talk about a work thing. You were the one who made the the great discovery of, in fact, what how much vacation you and I were both entitled to, right? Given yes. our our tenure at this point, uh -huh. ha have you gone forth and said, by the way, I'm entitled to this much? Yeah, I did. I haven't yet. And I just, for some reason, I've talked myself into a tizzy about it. And I'm scared that it's going to be awkward. Because at the beginning of the year, they're like, you deserve this much time. And right. I was bummed because I thought it was more. And then you determined that I was right. Yeah. And now I'm scared to be like, see? Oh, no. I just walked in and was like, hey, so turns out this is it. And yeah. then sent in my vacation requests. And my uh, bosses were like, well, all right, go you. I'm going to do that. I think I still have like seven more days and I'm going to take them yeah. all in November. Nice. I'm really excited. Very cool. This is when I come alive. Like it's going down to three <laughs> degrees tonight. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just like. It's sweet season. It is. I'm so depressed in the summer. And, and then like just all of a sudden it's like a switch gets flipped. Yeah. And I just feel creatively charged and I feel more, really? more capable. It's like the start of school. Yeah, I really think that has something to do with it. I think yeah. that's like innately in my body clock. Yeah. It's like, oh, this yeah. is when this is new beginnings, right? It's like a new chapter. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Every fall just kind of kicking. And so it in. I like to start something new or change my routine, even if just in a slight way, to kind of um accelerate the the start of that new sensibility. Okay. So when I start to feel the the winds a change in, mm -hmm. I like to get up at a different time in the morning okay. and like set my alarm to, and like, just, or like start a new creative project. And so I've been right. uh, trying to brainstorm a couple of new uh, short stories and like um, it's just been very good for me. The problem is I've, I've never been so busy. Right. And so it's hard to find time. 
Yes. So what? What are like uh, another another book? Another. Uh, well, that's. Oh the, right, I, I I know the project that you're working on right now that and you've spoken about it, I think on the podcast. Before. No, I have not. Oh okay, it's I a won't. big. It's a it's a secret. Oh okay, that is a secret. But I have like that's just one thing, and then um, I do have a novel that I have like revised and revised, and I'm I'm intending to send out, which will be like a big thing. Yeah. For me, uh, like gesturally. Um, but it's nerve wracking. And so yeah. the little mundane preparatory package stuff that yeah. I've had like on my to-do list for months are just sitting there not getting done because it's terrifying what it represents. Sure. And then last week I had a day where something just came over me and I was suddenly, it was like nature gave me Adderall. It was just like suddenly I was I oh, was yeah. I was making phone call reservations I should have made. Yeah. I was making appointments. I was uh sending away for stuff i was it, we bought plane tickets deals. we oh i was just oh, nice. i was just closing oh, every plane tickets for what we got to go to toronto for new year's eve oh right for friends of are getting married so that's sweet and and that was another like you, you can always create excuses for why you haven't done stuff mm-hmm. uh and so we haven't booked our plane tickets yet well because they might last minute get really inexpensive right but then we're like no they're not going to get any any better than this and so we so we hopped on it. Very cool. Man, we bought plane tickets last night. San Diego? San Diego. I didn't know you were going to... You are You're such a, a globetrotter. Well, we wanted to do kind of like a honeymoon-esque kind of thing. Of course, yeah. We got married in May, and, and we were just kind of like putting it aside. And, I remember asking you sometime before your wedding, by the way, what are your thoughts on a honeymoon? And you almost kind of like... You didn't just dismiss it. You were like, please don't ask me about I that. I was like, oh, no, this is not <laughs> even... Yeah, not even in the zone to think about it. But... Then uh, Jen brought up San Diego a couple times. She's never been to the West Coast, and uh, I've never been to California. And everyone we've talked to about San Diego said it's amazing. So yeah, we're going to San Diego. Are you going to see a game or something? We are, but those are in LA. So we fly in on a Wednesday and fly out on a Tuesday. So the Wednesday that we fly in that night, yeah, we're going to see a Celtics game. Awesome, Celtics Clippers. Great. And then on the Sunday, on the Monday night before we fly back. Uh, we're going to see the Monday Nighter NFL game, the Rams and the Ravens. Just bought tickets before I came over here. That's great. It's going to be so fun. And other than that, are you inclined to like go to the beach in San Diego? Oh, yeah. Or of that's... course, yeah. So we'll we'll go to beaches. We'll, you know, there will be a lot of like hitting restaurants. And uh, there's a music festival going on there too where like Ben Harper is playing and there's a few other people. It's like a waterfront music festival, which seems kind of cool. Is it that music festivals are not as big as they were five years ago, or it is. is it, or is it that I'm five years older? No, I think it's that they're really they've taken a a downturn. Man, they peaked like five years ago. Yeah. Like I, we talked about them a lot on our station because we were very music festival focused. But you yeah. were also going to a couple of them a year. Yeah, and I had other friends who would go to Montreal because that's the where it is, right? It's Montreal. Yeah. Um, and and so, but it just seems to me that either I am so detached from a younger age bracket yeah or they're definitely not as big of a deal anymore well they're they either go really like um i find they go a little bit like edm heavy or oh yeah or they kind of go under so mm-hmm. like the sasquatch festival that we were at a couple of years ago that no longer exists well there's too many of them right like too well, many and, of them launched all that's at once the thing, dude. they're getting a little diluted there was like four or five of them in ontario alone at one point yeah 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 it, it got too big too fast and the circuit was mainly the same. 
right? Like well, it was pretty the much the same like, bands. Oh, so the Black Keys are headlining Coachella, right. Bonnaroo, Oceaga. The difference is like the classic favorite uh, headliner. Right. So like maybe they get Paul McCartney, maybe they get like Tom Petty or, right. or Elton John or something. Yeah. And that would really only happen for like Bonnaroo where they'd have like a classic art. And they would sometimes do it at Coachella. Right. And then Coachella became, it's like mainly just like a hardcore like pop festival now. Like it seems like, you know, Beyonce's headlining with like Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake. Right. Those are the headliners where it used to be, I don't know, a little more like kind of festival desert. You're going to see like, yeah, at least even like a, a commercial rock band, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. It just seems like hell to me. Yeah, yeah those things they just seem like they're, a living hell they're not for everyone especially if you're not inclined to just kind of like you know uh drink through it right like if you're like oh man my back's kind of sore oh another three beer yeah and then you're like oh, i'm kind of at a different place than i was 10 minutes ago how is your dry september going so far it's challenging yep it is a challenge that between that and the coffee like not doing caffeine either more than anyone i've ever met who isn't like a, a deeply addictive personality type person. Like, uh -huh. I guess if like you had a cocaine problem, you want to be nervous about caffeine. Sure. Um, or, or not. I don't, I don't have, I don't know from that at all, mm -hmm. but more than anyone I know, who's just an average number of vices kind of guy, yeah. you give yourself a really hard time over your perfectly acceptable amount of coffee intake. Well, yeah, it probably is perfectly acceptable. Like I, I'll get up to like three glasses a day. Yeah. But I find anytime I, I have any sort of impulsive, um, negative attitude or uh, thought that I end up expressing, I blame it on the fact that I'm wound up on coffee. Oh, that's the difference between you and me. If I have a meltdown, I just know it's because I'm a shitty person. Well, and that's kind of what I'm discovering yeah. <laughs> with the absence of, of coffee and alcohol. Right. Because I'm like, oh, I, I maybe if anything feel more strong, like more angry because I don't have that little like high kick. Well, that's withdrawal like, you're ooh. you're describing. Well, I mean, I'm past withdrawal. But you still have agitations because you still have like you're addicted to something. You're always addicted to it. I suppose, but I'm not like chemically addicted to caffeine at this point. Okay. Because the, you know, that that would last for like 3 days hardcore and then after that you should be clear. And then after 2 weeks, which it's been more than, you're like it's supposed to be out of your system. So you really think that your two to three cups of coffee a day were the cause for you having an erratic temper or having like emotional, like a mood swing because yeah. that's, that's yeah. such an average amount of coffee, especially if you space it out and you don't drink it too close to bed. Well, what I'm beginning to wonder is just how much of, of, and I don't even think like, I don't know how I'm, I'm perceived. I feel like I used to be perceived as like a real chill guy. <laughs> and, and maybe is, oh we finally cracked the egg and maybe this is not about coffee at all this and, is about you getting older that well maybe yeah and and now i find that i've got like you know i i again can feel a little short i can like i'm maybe it's the fact that i i'm yeah an, an age thing i've been in the same job for a while i've seen this happen to you though too like i think on some level mm -hmm. it if it doesn't trouble you, it at least kind of puzzles you yeah. when you are seen as a different age group as the street teamers who you manage. And you are like, in some cases, like 40, 50% older than them. Yeah. Maybe that is, is part of the qualm. Yeah. Because I do get frustrated. To you, you're like the dad figure in that 
office space and yeah. that is very confounding to you. Yeah, that might be it. I mean, I've I've I feel I've accepted that. Like I'm at a point now where I'll ask uh, you know, uh, girls I asked like one of the girls like, "But remember Hurricane Juan like that?" Oh, and shit. they were like, "I was really young yeah. for Hurricane Juan." And then I did the math and where it was 2003. Was it? 2003? Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, she was probably only born like she was probably only like five years old. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah, like high schoolers graduating this year were not alive in the nineties. And then right. like the next like next year you can say the same thing about people with respect to nine eleven. Right. Like, there's always and then Hurricane One. Like there's always going to be one. Yeah. And that's always going to be upsetting. Yeah. Maybe that is subconsciously part of it. Yeah. Just me figuring out ways to deal with that stuff. You just so badly don't want to be that son of a bitch in office space who holds the coffee cup. Yeah, you're right. Just don't ever put on suspenders and you won't have a problem. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'm kind of wondering if I, I'm, I'm like too apathetic, but is apathy, um, is that uh, prescribed or is that a, a, a side a effect? Symptom of caffeine? I don't think so. No. Definitely not. No, I don't think so. I don't, yeah, again, I don't think this has anything to do with your perfectly acceptable caffeine intake. No, okay. Maybe like, maybe the caffeine intake was the most acceptable thing about me. I also think you're ascribing more, um, like a greater power to the amount of co coffee you're actually having. Like, <laughs> I think so too. And maybe it's because you, you have to like really carefully monitor your sugar intake more so than most of us. And so you're, you're keenly aware of how that impacts your, mm. your energy levels. Oh, that's a good, uh, that's a good thesis. But... Like I have a cup of coffee because I want one, uh -huh. and I think it it placebically helps me as much as it chemically helps me, if at all. Right. But the other thing, the other side of that is like I do kind of get in my head about whether or not I should have a cup of coffee, and part of that is because I uh, I talk in these microphones, and sometimes I talk too quickly. I haven't right. had too you much coffee, or, oh, or I start to good. slur if I hadn't I haven't had enough coffee, and right. so that you can like get really. <laughs> You can get really anal about that. And sure. I think it's all in your head. You might be right. Can, can I Probably pivot? Probably right. Can I pivot? Let's it pivot. occurred to me today when I was at the Windsor Street Exchange, which is a long red. Mm -hmm. um, I did a quick calculation. It occurred to me that this month I passed over three quarters of my 10,000 hours talking on a microphone. Good for you. Because yep. I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell on, on the Bill Simmons podcast, and I was like, let me think about that. Nice. I, I actually did that recently. Yeah. Um, and realized that I'm over my 10,000 hours. Uh, working in an office? Yes. Yeah. I guess working full time in the position because I've been in the same role technically. Right. Um, yeah. I, two I, different jobs. That, that makes sense because I was only adding it up to hours spent in command of a control room. Oh, right. And so that's four hours. And then I also kind of cheated and I factored in like 250 hours of podcasting. Sure. Um, You're using the same muscles? I think so. Anyway, so in a couple of years, I'll hit 10,000 hours and then I'll have another personal breakdown. And then you can retire. I'll have another existential crisis <laughs> we can talk about on the next iteration of our podcast. That's right. Let's talk about some entertainment news. There's not a whole lot. I suspect, given your record mm -hmm. following popular culture you either know nothing or everything about shane gillis i know you know what that's i know only the bare minimum okay what do you so know? i'm kind of in the middle what do you know shane gillis was hired by saturday night live was then fired by saturday night live 
for making racist remarks. I was sent a video last night of one of the uh, sketches he was in from a sketch show called like Duder or something. Like, okay. Anyways, Luke or I forget what right. the sketch show was called. Um, and that one kind of centered around race. It was around a firefighter that was like saving someone from a building. And he was saying like, I just saved a whole like Philippine family. And, 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 uh, the reporter, like he's being interviewed. Yeah. And the reporter says, actually they were Japanese. Oh. And he's like, so he, yeah. Cause they show an, another picture of him and he's wearing a MAGA hat. Oh, okay. And anyways. Interesting. This was all in the sketch. Yeah. Anyways. So. He made racist comments. I need to know more about this. Okay, so so last week, Saturday Night Live announced the three new um, featured players in their cast as of this season. This happens every year. They add, right. they lose one and they add three. This is right. how the cast got to be so big in the last couple of years. And right. so they introduced Chloe Finneman, who you should check out on Instagram. She is a phenomenal impressionist. Okay. She has a Reese Witherspoon like you wouldn't understand. Okay. It never occurred to me you could do Reese Witherspoon. Right. But Chloe Finneman can, and she can do a lot of people. Nice. Uh, they hired Bowen Yang, who's like kind of a comics comic. Like he seems to have a real championship behind him. Okay. He's the first Chinese American uh, cast member in SNL history. Wow. Uh, and they hired this comic named Shane Gillis, who is white and looks like a thumb. Right. And very quickly, like within the day, I, I hesitate even to say like old podcast material was uncovered because it wasn't uncovered. It was like less than a year ago on right. his, on his podcast with another guy yeah. who looks like a thumb, uh, the secret podcast. They're like ranting and raving about um, Chinatown and Chinese food restaurants. Okay. Uh, and he repeatedly uses a racial slur for uh, Chinese people. Really? Repeatedly. Ooh, uh, that's rough. See, I thought it might have been like misconstrued. Oh, there's nothing to misconstrue. It, that and that's really it, it wasn't like part of an act he was doing. No, and like even no. so, you can't. Yeah, that's what charged the outrage machine so aggressively, so quickly. It couldn't be clearer. Right. And it's not from ten years ago. It's from less than a year ago. Right. This meathead is saying a word that I I don't even want to mouth to you. It's no, no, like a sure. hateful word. You know what word I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Uh, but. It, not as awful as that, but nearly as awful considering he was given an opportunity on perhaps the greatest comedy stage of all time yeah. is the fact that it's hack and it's it wasn't funny. Right. And so when he put out his obligatory uh, response, yeah. it wasn't an apology. It was, it was one of those um, self-congratulatory, I am willing to apologize to anyone who was actually offended, but I'm a comedian and sometimes I miss the mark kind of right. apologies. Yeah. And it just, it just felt so um, obligatory. It didn't feel like something he, he meant at all. It wasn't, um, sometimes it get carried away. And in this case, you know, a side of me came out that I'm not proud of. It was like, I, sorry if you I, were offended. I, it was, yeah, I'm sorry if you were actually offended. He used right. the word actually offended. Yeah. And so the fact that, he, that Bowen Yang, who's making history has to share the spotlight with this guy. That's a little weird. It's really frustrating to, yeah. he didn't say anything about it. Cause why would he? No. And then like almost a week goes by before Shane Gillis gets fired. Having said that, 
it was a foregone conclusion almost right away. Right. There is just no way they can put this guy on the show. Yeah. There is no way. Well, there's never really, I mean, I shouldn't say never really, but like, because like, obviously even, uh, Eddie Murphy's comedy specials were pretty rough, yep. but, but in a time where it's clearly not acceptable, there hasn't been another situation of that happening uh, with, with regards to a Saturday night live cast member getting canceled. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I mean like yeah. we're, we're very, we're very conscious of when it happens right now, but like, I don't know. I, it seems like people like to acknowledge that people are getting canceled more often than they used to. And maybe in the, on the one hand that's true. But like if you had said any of the stuff he said in his idiot podcast at any job, you'd get fired. Totally. Yeah. At any job. Yeah, and right. that was always true. And the other thing is like, he thinks he's Joe Rogan in this podcast. And right. like, I think of, I think of a guy who you and I briefly worked with in the Valley. Okay. He got hired at the same time as me. Do you know who I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah. He, and he was a weird dude. And, um, I, re I remember, he said some stuff you're not supposed to say on the air. Right. It, in the tradition of, I'm going to be a shock jock. Right. And I remember something Tony Levy said to me after it was all put to bed. Yeah. He said, people think they can be Howard Stern and Howard Stern wasn't Howard Stern at first either. Right. And I was like, oh, that's such a great way to put yeah. it. You have, you have to get good. You got to get your reps in before you can start taking those shots. Not that you should say horrible things, but no. like Dave Chappelle's going to rally from some stuff people weren't crazy about because he's Dave Chappelle. Right. And this guy is, who are you? Yeah. Honestly. Right. And so he is only the second uh, SNL cast member in history to be cast in the show and fired before the show aired. Wow. Who's uh, the other? I forget her name, but she was during the Dick Ebersol era okay. in the early 80s. And so I don't know that she was fired for any cause other than that it wasn't working out. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm. That's good. I'm, I'm happy because I, I didn't dig deeper and I didn't want to be... I didn't want to end up in this guy's corner yeah. being like, you know what? I think it was kind of misconstrued because you see some of that too, where sure. it's like, well, that, that could have meant a lot of things. Whereas this is just like, this guy's a dick and clearly yeah. not deserving. Well, and, and, there's, and also yes. maybe just a straight up bad person. Andrew Yang, the presidential candidate. Yeah. Like two months ago, he called him the same word on his stupid podcast. Oh, Wow. Yeah. yeah, so like he has a, a history a of this. Of just like SNL that. did not vet this guy at all. He also, he he uh, used a homophobic slur to describe like Judd Apatow and like a bunch of like, like a bunch of like um, thinky comedians who write sure. like emotional stuff. Like he called that the F word and like. Wow, like what was his audition like? You, you, it seems like they're so rigorous and like they really vet. Well, what? he put out a statement yesterday when he was fired Yeah, uh, that led with, uh, at the end of the day, I was funny enough to get hired by SNL and that can't be taken away. Yeah. Even though it was taken away. It was kind of taken away. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how he, I don't know how he got hired. I don't know. We've wow. seen other people on SNL where we're like, you're not funny to me. How did, no. but like you have to imagine they were good in their arena. Yeah. Well, and then you have like the, the Tim Robinsons who are yeah. like not, I guess maybe just none of their sketches were chosen. But then, well, and now that you know what kind of sketches he likes to write, you can see why. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> but they're so funny, yeah. It makes me so happy. Yeah. So anyway, we're better off. We don't need that guy at all. No, screw that guy. Um, but just like remarkably poorly handled. And the other side is like, because there is always um, the, there's there there's always uh, 
Speaking of Bo and Yang, though, do you think that that's part of the reason he got hired was to do a uh, uh, potential president Yang? <laughs> um, no, because I don't think Andrew Yang is going to be president or no, even close. But you can't have anyone else do uh, like a Democratic convention skit. Having seen a little bit of his stuff, I yeah. think he got hired because he's super funny. Okay. But I... I also think that, yeah, it's time we like we check that box. I mean, that's not a nice way to put it, but like, where's this been, guys? Right. And so um, I guess they got a good guy. I'm excited to see him perform. And I'm excited for Chloe Finneman. I think she's really good. Is Ego Ego Nordum still on? I think so. Did anyone else get fired last year? I don't know about fired. Leslie left. You know Leslie that. Left. That's the only one. And Kate McKinnon sticking around, even though there was some, there was some speculation, because she wants to play Warren, and that's going to be all right. season long. Right. Uh... Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's kind of it. That's the SNL hype. So when does that start? Next week? Maybe. Week after, maybe. And who's the first host? Uh, Woody Harrelson, maybe. What a weird first. And that could be wrong, too. Yeah. I know there's some good people coming up. Legit. Yeah. And and this will all blow over. And what I was going to say about Shane Gillis is he got a fan base out of this. He's way more famous now than he was. And there's always an opposition. Like whenever somebody gets canceled, there's always like this like little band of unfuckable hate nerds who Mm. suddenly are in his corner, even though they never knew who he was a week ago. Right. And so he'll pack clubs better than he used to. Yeah. Yeah. And he might, he might end up on like right wing podcasts. True. This was still the best thing that ever happened. He's the Alex Jones comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. That's right. That's too bad. The Princess Bride was in the news a little bit today. Was it? Princess Bride is my favorite movie of all time. I was going to say, so you your Google alert went off. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Basically, it was anonymously acquired by some powerful studio head. Okay. Like somebody wants to consider a reboot of The Princess Bride. Right. Which is a very, very bad idea for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Goldman's still warm. Right. And also, it was like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Right. It was like it. You don't love it because it was. I mean, it's a perfect movie, but it, you don't you don't love it because it it was so well done. It, you love it be, for like in spite of all of these like weird things about it. I, right. I, I'm not really phrasing it well, but like for for all the reasons, it's stupid to rehash perfect things. It's stupid to rehash this perfect thing, and and I feel pretty confident in the backlash from this announcement that it's never going to happen. Really? And like my other favorite movie we've talked about is is Back to the Future. And like this is, these are two sacred movies that, mm-hmm. that for the most part, I think will get to stay sanct. Yeah. And I, I'm happy about that. But I but I am a little nervous that anybody would consider trying to option The Princess Bride. I hear you. I, yeah, I was off, um, I was off sequels at Anchorman 2. <laughs> that's what did it? That's I, That's, I think, what did it. Really? Yeah. Well, what are your I exceptions? Want, I just wanted it so badly to be made. And then yeah. uh, exceptions for, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a couple, even the matrix, the, the sequel to, to the matrix, which was matrix reloaded, reloaded. Yeah. I was okay with that. Like that. Um, that was a long time ago though. Long time. That's ago. longer than kill bill Anchorman. volume two is okay. Um, are you just going to name all the sequels? Yeah. To every movie? Yeah, I thought Godfather Part 2 was decent. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, God, you got to get on it. I know. And I was talking about that with friends recently. I think that we have to make a plan to, to watch that. But I kind of feel like I should rewatch The Godfather. Yeah. 
Well, you'll get it. You'll get it's, it once you it's share It's one it. of those like rewatchable movies or so they say, and yet it's three hours long. I know. Speaking of three-hour uh, movies, mm-hmm. uh, you sent me that article about the Titanic today. Isn't that incredible? It's wild. So it's it's a couple years old, this article. Mm-hmm. All the stories they tell about the the embattled production of the movie Titanic, I've never heard about how in Shearwater, Nova Scotia, yes. the whole crew ate a big batch of seafood chowder that was laced with PCP, and they spent the whole night doing a conga line at the Dartmouth at General. At the Dartmouth General. And this includes like... James Cameron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so insane? Like yeah. just describing all of the people that like were freaking out and either like throwing up or laughing. He said he got stabbed in the face. Yeah. With, with a pen. And like Bill Pullman and him are both giving interviews. Like, yeah, right. it was crazy. Right. And, and I found, I found it funny that there's like conflicting reports about what kind of fish chowder it was. And like right. you and I know that it was just fish chowder. It wasn't, it doesn't matter yeah, if someone was, was like, it was, it was clam it was chowder, muscle, muscle it was clam, chowder. And the, no, no, no. the official police report said lobster. It's like, yeah. it was seafood chowder. It was seafood chowder, guys. Yeah. It had all those things in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're all right and you're all wrong. Yeah, totally. I thought the same thing when I read that part. And yeah, it's so weird to just think about James Cameron being like a minute's drive away from here. I think he spent a lot of time here because that guy is yeah. so thorough, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. And the, so... All of the stuff featuring Bill Pullman, like all of the quote unquote present day stuff in Titanic is filmed in Halifax. All the old Rose stuff. I think so. I think the old Rose stuff was all here. That's how they finished the article, by the way, is they like say that the actress who played old Rose was at another restaurant during the night of the celebrations. And so she didn't have the chowder. And so it's not out of the question that she laced the chowder with PCP. Who, Who is married to James Cameron? Uh, like, uh, or at least was married at the time. And James Cameron points out, I think it was her. No, it was like something. Old Rose was not married. No, not to James old Cameron. Rose, but there was a, another actress named like a Miss. Yeah, something, that's something right. A Miss. I don't know. A M I S. Still married to James Cameron. Apparently, yeah. Well, no, because he was married to Catherine Bigelow, but not during. That Titanic. must have been way before, I guess. I don't know. Maybe after. I don't know. I think he's tough to live with. <laughs> it probably is. on or off PCP. always trying to like change the lights to make more <laughs> yeah futuristic shadows i don't know you know what i'm starting to come around on the idea of avatar 2 yeah why not give it a chance i mean okay wait <laughs> i'm so i i said i was out on sequels mm. i need to say that i'm out on sequels uh from movies that i care about i don't care about avatar 1 really no. and i didn't see it in the theater and that movie almost made me and my wife break up uh, really when it came out because we tried to go to the theater so many times oh, yeah. and couldn't get into it and you had so, a huge fight over whether or not you could yeah go to the movie? i was like well let's just wait <laughs> <She was> like, <laughs> the line's so long I was yeah. like, let's drive home then and so you missed the... i drank so much coffee that day yeah of course that must have been the coffee mm-hmm. and so you missed that great cinematic experience that was avatar yes never saw it in theaters me neither i saw it on a home theater and it was underwhelming but I think that we constantly do this. We think that we know better than these great artists and mm-hmm. like him or hate him. He's probably a great artist, James Cameron. Mm-hmm. And he's coming out this with confidence and everyone's yeah. like, ah, nobody cares anymore about Avatar. Watch it make, be, watch it be the first movie to make $3 billion. Right. Yeah. Just say he's, he's out. Yeah. Something might happen where it's like, guys, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Now Avatar five, which is also happening maybe less so maybe that's gonna be the same <laughs> yeah i'm just waiting crazy. for them to make like to build new theaters for an avatar movie like <laughs> like the, well you have to see it in the avatar emporium right 
No, I think probably Avatar 5, we'll all just discover the last year of our lives has been the Avatar 5th movie and we're actually all a year younger and james K- james cameron you hoodwinked us yeah oh you got us <laughs> oh you got us here's your oscar we're all younger congratulations the saved by the bell reboot was confirmed this week starring mario lopez and elizabeth berkeley okay uh huh. mark paul gossler was not reached out to appear again to reprise his role as zach morris okay but some plot details have already come out wherein zach's character is now like governor of the state of california and, which kind of checks out, I guess. And it's about um, Slater and and Jesse's kid being in high school at Bayside High. So it's basically like girl meets world meets yeah. Saved by the Bell. Yep. All right. Is, is Belding still going to be there? I thought about that too. I bet he'll still be the principal. I saw him in something not too long ago, and he's... He's pretty heavy. He got, he he heft up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I think he'll come back for it. Yep. Uh, they're not going to get... Uh, Dustin Diamond to come back. That's for darn sure. Is he not with us anymore? Screech? Yeah. No, he's just a nightmare. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, is he in jail or dead? No, like he he's he had a sex tape, which I think he put out on purpose. Right. He stabbed a guy on Christmas. Remember that? You don't stab someone on Christmas. Or maybe he got <laughs> stabbed on Christmas. Or maybe he got stabbed on Christmas, but like either way, it was a bad Christmas. You hate to see it. Yeah. And so he won't be welcome back. Okay. Anyway, that's so that's happening. That's rough stuff. That's that's a, that's a sequel I can get behind more so than The Princess Bride. Uh, Netflix has acquired the streaming rights to Seinfeld starting in 2021. That was kind of a a big coup that yeah. that happened this week because they've had they've had to to kind of wrestle with the fact that they're going to lose Friends and The Office. Yeah, I don't think people are going to leave Netflix like they say, but these are kind of trying times for Netflix. Right. De- definitely Disney Plus is looming, and I think it's scary to them. Yeah, Disney Plus is going to have a big, if not for just The Mandalorian alone, it's going to have a lot of people. It's a lot more. I saw a list today of everything that's available on Disney Plus on day one. Yeah. It's massive. Really? Oh, it's huge. Would you cop, as the kids say? What does that mean? Would you get it? Why do they say that? I am definitely getting Disney Plus. Would you cop? Like, would you cop those shoes? Cop that hoodie. But what does cop mean? Cop just means uh, buy. To like cop an attitude? No, like cop that pair of shoes or cop that hoodie or cop that jacket. You just keep saying the word, but I don't know what the origin of the word is. I don't know. I guess it means um, like since attain. When to, to acquire. Yeah, yeah, but why? I'm not sure. You should ask the street teamers. <laughs> You're right. I should. <laughs> hey, guys, it's your dad again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a thing about a middle school teacher. Maybe he's a high school teacher who keeps like a living spreadsheet in his work computer where he just like archives teen slang oh that's amazing but it date backs like 20 dates back like 20 years so he's still like mixing it all together oh, well no I, I think he's got it organized by by year or something right. but like it, it looks like this this fascinating oral history of the evolution of the way young people talk wow i like that he's kept it going so like within the last two years like lit was put in there yeah. and I think lit's old now. Lit like, is pretty old. Like, I say lit now, so there's no way it's like a thing young How people say. How do you say. say lit? Ironically. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I that's think still, I think ironically. That's still okay. I don't think... It's like I, on fleek. Nobody ever said that. No, I know. That's like that's like groovy. It's a... It's a... I think it's a myth that anyone ever actually <laughs> said that for real. Radical? Yeah. Yeah. Or right. like, yeah, tubular. Right. Nobody ever said tubular. Except about tubular shapes 
Right. If something was the shape of a tube, mm-hmm. it was tube leaf. Which tube. must have been a, a uh, wave to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> look, this is a tube. Yeah. Look, tubular. Ugh. Have you seen the new tubes? They are <laughs> tubular. tubular. Felicity Huffman's going to jail for 14 days. Yeah. 14 days. I heard this ripped apart her family life. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, her like kids hate her. What? What? They're embarrassed? Probably. Yeah, they Maybe. probably are. Yeah, I guess so. I think mean, <laughs> she should be embarrassed for herself. She should be ashamed. I think she is. Yeah. I find it interesting. Like, we haven't had a sentence for Lori Laughlin yet, but she didn't take the plea deal. And her crime was valued at like $500,000. And Lori Loughlin, uh, uh, Felicity Huffman's was only like $40,000. And so it seems to me Lori Laughlin is in for it a little bit worse. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But 14 she, days is not that long. She's in for that white collar crime. Yeah. It's not good. And I don't know if like what, uh, jail time is really the solution for any of these white collar crimes, but like it, 14 days is like the, you'll, you'll just start to get used to it. Like there'll still be a novelty to the, it. <laughs> the solution is like rather than your kid going to university, they send your kid to like garbage man camp. Yeah, they should like, do you that. You got to train to be a garbage man. Now. Should make the horrible and, bratty and kids. Mom, you're going to have to watch. You're going to have to drive the garbage truck. <laughs> Yeah, that's a real penance. Drive yeah. a garbage truck. And people yeah. just throw garbage at Nothing you. Nothing against people that drive garbage trucks. I've actually thought about it as a career before. Have you? Well, I just kind of like wondered the ins and outs of it. Yeah. I, I feel like the the pay is on is on fleek. Right. <laughs> it's tubular. Uh, it's pretty tubular. <laughs> I think I think for sure the benefits are lit. Yeah. But I don't I think at the end of the day... It's like, not groovy. It's not groovy. <laughs> it's not a groovy lifestyle. It just wasn't groovy enough for me. You know what? I took my bottles back to the depot the other day. That's where the podcast is now. I had a, <laughs> like a collection of bottles in the basement, like summer bottles. Right. And it's been a fruit fly-ish summer. Right. And so I brought the bottles back to the depot and I stood nearby while the man counted them on his table. And as soon as he tore his gloves into the blue bags, a swarm of like 10... 20,000 fruit flies just like envelop <laughs> his face. Oh no. And I feel bad. I can't did he look at you as if to say like, nope. what have you done? It completely rolled off his back. It's as if it oh, didn't wow. even happen to him. And so maybe this happens to him all the time, yeah. but still like now I'm the gross one at the bottle depot. Like, Man, like all these guys are, changed. are literally covered in like Colt 45 drops and I'm the gross one at the bottle depot. Is it doesn't it isn't it kind of incredible to you how dirty bottles can get? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's crazy. Well, you should really rinse them. I notice you always rinse your bottle when you're done here at the end of the evening, and I appreciate that. I do that. But I'm not the best for it. Well, which would explain the thousands of fruit flies that were apparently very comfortable in my basement. Mm, yeah, you gotta rinse first. Yeah. Um. Any other insects in your house or? <laughs> It's been a buggy year. It's been a buggy year. Kevin Spacey. Okay, this is... Nobody's talking about this yet. It just happened today. I don't know if this is going to blow into a thing or if it's going to get swept away. All right, let's give it the show show bump. But one of Kevin Spacey's accusers mysteriously died today. Oh. Not a good look. No. Have you heard the conspiracy that Epstein is also still alive? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a little bit. There's lots of conspiracies about Epstein. But I mean, is there, does, uh, like, is there a a camp behind Kevin Spacey, Spacey camp, that, (laughs) (laughs) that, sure, yeah, that is 
going around murdering people. Like, yeah, I think is it really? I, I think if you were to ask the space cadets, they could come up with some some pretty interesting theories. No, I don't think. I think this is one of the few things everyone agrees on. Is like Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey are a drag now, right? You know, yeah. it's a bummer to even mention their names. Totally, it's kind of hard to watch Baby Driver, which is a damn shame. It's hard to watch a lot of things that it's it, I wouldn't want to have to say goodbye to, and right. I don't know that I necessarily do have to say goodbye. Right. Um, we just need to put a a black hole over his body when when we watch these movies the other now. thing is like it's it's just not there's nothing that weird about the kevin spacey story like guy who is always kind of openly creepy mm-hmm. is in fact dangerously creepy and has a long history of doing it and like there's there's not there's nothing that doesn't add up about that story whereas like jeffrey epstein he's the first person in 20 years to successfully commit suicide in this prison right and he's arguably at the time of his death the most high profile convict in the united states of america and there are bones broken in his neck that don't break if you hang yourself they break if you're strangled by someone else Uh. and the two people put in charge (laughs) of and the two people put in charge of keeping watch of his cell fell asleep (laughs) and the camera conveniently wasn't working (laughs) two cameras like I don't think he's still alive, but that that dude that's, definitely That's a weird one. He he well, he either was murdered or he was allowed to kill himself right. secretly, but he didn't sure. just like pull it off. Right. Yeah. There's cuz that guy could incriminate some people. Well, and, that's and like, true too. And the other thing is like I think it's easy to say, well, hey, at least he's dead. He was a a vicious monster and he yeah. was a vicious monster, but he died with secrets that could incriminate people mm-hmm. that we want um, outed and he also robbed people of their day in court like victims he had right by by just running away right yeah wow. or he had his neck crushed by uh, a, a michael clark duncan type right <laughs> <laughs> one can only hope yeah yeah uh so in short <laughs> <laughs> who thinks he's joe rogan now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In short, we think that Kevin Spacey should still be canceled, and there's possibly a conspiracy out there about one of his accusers dying. I mean, one of his accusers weirdly died, but this person was anonymous anyway, and so we don't we don't know who they are or how they died. Right. Like, we don't know if they got like pushed so in front of a train. Not necessarily weirdly died. Pushed in front of a train. A yeah. La House of Cards. No, it's it's not it's not weird. It's just like so easy to concoct a clickbaity headline to go there, with yeah. that because right. uh, be, yes because of frank underwood and also kaiser Soze. right yes yes uh the lord of the rings tv series on amazon okay has set a budget of 1.3 billion dollars is that up from the billion dollars that it was before it'll probably be the most expensive first season of a tv show in history okay yeah, and who's funding this? Amazon, I guess. Amazon, I guess they're also going to shoot in New Zealand. I don't know if that was already speculated on, but it's like if you want to set your show apart from the Middle Earth that's already been created, like if this is not going to directly be a part of the same cinematic universe, and it's not, as far as we know, mm-hmm. um, would you want to aesthetically try it somewhere else? And they decided no. Middle Earth is indelibly New Zealand. We got to keep it in New Zealand. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm behind that choice. The, Where the, else are they going to do it? The the I forget his name, but the guy who was in uh, We're the Millers with Jason Sudeikis, like the teenage son. Yes. He's going to star in it. Really? Yeah. 
Did you just make that up and tell me this? Or no, what a like... stupid lie that would be. <laughs> so good to say how creative that would be. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's playing young Aragon because like that's, I think that's still the, the premise we're going for. Right. Aragorn. Wow. He must have like grown up a little bit. Yeah, I'm but he's been in a lot of things since then. Like that's for some reason my point of reference for him. Right. I think it was the first time I saw him. Uh, but he's been a serious actor in other things. I think he might also be English. Like he's one of those. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We're the Millers. Got to go back and watch that. To, right. As prep. So this is kind of fun. It, we're entering into uh, the the season of, of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> Yes. Was that funny? It was just the season of Halloween. I started reading uh, Stephen King's new book. So far, it's just okay. But I heard that it like really feels like it's done in the tradition of old Stephen King books. Like Stephen King diehard fans have really not been such a fan of his last 15 years of writing. Right. People are, are enjoying the Institute. Uh, so uh, a movie website called Dash is paying $1,300 to a guinea pig viewer who is willing to take part in their Halloween Stephen King movie viewing experiment of watching 13 Stephen King-inspired films back-to-back for $100 a pop. If you can sit through the full 26-hour engagement, they pay you $1,300. So it's basically $50 an hour to sit and watch movies that some of us, I'm pointing at myself, probably couldn't stand, couldn't handle. And some movies are terrible. Like some right. of them, they're not all excellent masterpieces. Some of them are really bad. Right. And so maybe you want to opt out. So considering $50 an hour mm-hmm. for 26 hours of work is not an enormous amount of money. No. Would you be willing to take on this challenge? I would. The movies are Carrie, Children of the Corn, Christine, Creepshow, Cujo, Dreamcatcher, It, The Mist, Pet Cemetery, Salem's Lot, The Shining, Thinner, and Misery. Ooh. I've never seen The Shining yet. Have you? No, no. I don't, and that's what I mean. Like, I don't think I could. Right. Because yeah, I'm sure it's it's great enough that I would probably. Mm-hmm. probably Misery to... seems pretty rough, too. I think Misery is the only one on the list that I could watch. Yeah. To be honest. Because it's William Goldman and Rob Reiner, like the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know there's probably not the same kind of vibe. Wait there. a second. <laughs> so Andre the Giant doesn't appear. It's called Misery. As a charming oaf. <laughs> A miserable. He probably could have played Misery. (laughs) Hello, I'm Misery. (laughs) Annie Wilkes. Why is it called Misery? Do we know? Well, I, you know the plot, right? Yeah. So novelist gets, uh, is he in a car accident? And then he wakes up in, in the bed, like strapped to the bed in this house in the woods. And she's his biggest fan and she wants him to stay. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, see, I, for some reason, thought it was, like, a husband-wife thing, and he ends up, like, breaking his legs. She breaks his legs so he won't leave. Like, she's uh, his prisoner, or he's right, her prisoner, right. and she, because she's, like, a super fan. Oh, I think maybe God. Misery is a character in one of his books. Really? Yeah. I think she's, like, obsessed with Misery. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I, I don't know, then. And it's I'm based lost. on a real Stephen King experience where he was nearly killed in a, on a roadside. He was walking in the gravel and he was hit by a car and then he had to spend the summer in a bed. Right. And so he wrote about like a horror story about a writer being trapped in a bed. Yeah. Wow. What a talent. I like Stephen King. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, that wasn't even a shot. You sound like such an asshole. <laughs> it really did. What a talent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds a little derivative. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I do think he's a, a talented guy. I just didn't know how to end that conversation. The Emmys are this weekend. 
What? Yeah. How did that come up so quick? <laughs> what? Well, how? How, <laughs> how did uh, this sneak up on us? I, well, we talked about the Emmy nominations like weeks ago, and we said this is a long Way time long out. Ago. But yeah. uh, what are your hours for football on Sundays? My hours for football are 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. 11 p.m. <laughs> Pretty well. Wow. Because I had this like... Depending gr- on what the game's I had this grand vision of you and I recording a... Wearing full tuxes. Sure. An audio commentary for the Emmys. Oh, that's not bad. So, but we could do it on Monday and we'd still put the podcast out like at the same time. Sure. But like we watch it while we do the podcast. The only thing about that is like the Monday I'm going to find out who won Emmys. There won't be any surprise left. Yeah. So maybe it's not going to work. Well, let's let's put it as a maybe. Okay. <laughs> like and, all great queries. <laughs> let's put it as a maybe. Let's neither confirm nor deny. Let's push it for today. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Let's talk about shows. Uh, I will let you go first. Where's my clock? Right. All right. We have two shows to discuss. Do we have two shows? We do. Okay. Which one are you going to recap? I think I will. Come on. Recap. Come on. I'll recap the island. Yeah. The island. All right. You can recap the first episode of the island. Okay. Which I finished last night. The whole series? Yes. Okay. I can't wait. We watched the whole thing. Good for you. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So uh, six to eight different people wake up on this island. They realize that this place is not... Uh, they don't remember themselves. They there seems to be a tool next to them, um, and a lot of arguments ensue. They're kind of trying to figure out who each other are. Um, I believe there's a shark attack in the first episode. A shark attack and an attempted rape and an attempted rape. A yeah. very fast yeah. moving uh, episode. Right. Um, and uh, I kind of forget how it ends. Sweets, can you help me out there? Because I'm six episodes past it. Now. Let's say. Uh... Let's let's use diplomatic terms and say it borrows from a TV series called Lost. <laughs> sure. It it does a little of that. It eagerly borrows from a show called Lost. For example, the opening shot is our protagonist wakes up on a beach and we have a close up on her eye. Oh, really? And then we I, I don't think I And then we cut to her POV from that eye. Right. Waking up from some kind of horrific experience where she's sure she's now on an island but everyone's wearing the same clothes somebody goes so far as to say maybe we're dead and this is heaven right uh and i think i thought of some other things too but there are sure. there are some 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 clear parallels yeah but you're right they're in the same same clothes which is kind of suspicious mm-hmm. and their names are sewn into the backs of the shirts right their names are Mason and Hayden and, and Brody and Blair and Chase and Cooper and Donovan. Right. I always wonder, and like, this is something a lot of shows are guilty of and a lot of shows that I've watched, the pretty little liars of the world. How come like in, in this entire cinematic universe, there's no like Mike or Amanda. Right. They're all named like, like Rubicent or Donovan or yeah. Right. Carmel. Right. These, rid- <laughs> these ridiculous names. Uh, and Kate, Kate Bosworth is the the recognizable one. She is the most recognizable for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was kind of fun to watch this, like, and pretend that it was a sequel to Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. <laughs> this is what happened after Tad Hamilton. Right. Everything went crazy, and they all woke <laughs> up on an island. Did you find it kind of frustrating how um, there seemed to be fights for no reason? Yes. 
Did you find it kind of frustrating? Kate Bosworth was unreasonably difficult <laughs> when people, with the other girl. When people were um, like trying to like do something slightly proactive, there was always someone who was like, no, mm-hmm. I want to lay on the beach. Yeah. What I found frustrating was that uh, they all have like amnesia, whatever that is, if it's even a real thing. And they're all kind of chill about it. They're like, well, I guess we're here now. I said the same thing. Like, wh- how are they not like, what the fuck happened to <laughs> yeah. us? Well, and then they Why like, don't we remember anything? They go swimming and they're like splashing around and having a blast. And like yeah. one guy is like, I don't re- know I don't, if I remember. I don't know if I can swim. And I actually thought that was pretty clever. That's not a thing I would have thought of. But the problem in them writing that line is then I questioned everything they did every choice they made i was like how does he know he can do that and everyone else was swimming yeah so like they did know right why was he the one he had slightly worse amnesia and then the 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 shark attack happens and somebody dies but then he kind of washes up later and he's kind of still alive right and then there is an attempted uh there's a sexual assault like they go up that's the other thing that's like lost they find a waterfall like inland right. and they're like maybe we can move up here and keep it a secret from the others and then they say the others <laughs> yes oh, right. Right, right, right. and then they start making out and then she's like whoa cowboy and then he gets on top of her and she's able to get away because she has a knife but then she outs him as uh, an abuser to the other people yeah and then they're just mortal enemies for the rest of the episode and he comes up to her later and she's like by the way I didn't try to rape you rape doesn't exist right there's only sex, sex and no sex, and, no and sex. we didn't have sex. <laughs> yes. And considering the themes of the other show we'll talk about in a minute, like that's, that is a distinct difference in opinion yes. about, and I'm not saying the show advocated for that philosophy because he's clearly the Sawyer, except he's worse. Right. But uh, that was a strong position to take. <laughs> it was crazy to watch. Yeah. And you watched the whole thing. We watched the whole thing. Now I have... it must, it must rally after episode one. It does yeah okay yeah yeah it's you know what it's a it's a super interesting viewing experience yeah it was fun to watch i had i may or may not have a family member involved in the making of it right well and one thing i'll say is um pretty surreally it's it's actually very nicely done like it's not a cheaply made show Right. It's like uh, some of the opening shots, some of the color contrast is really, really nice. Mm -hmm. I like the views of the island. Yeah. I really like that when... (laughs) Am I making you uncomfortable? No, no. Okay. Um, I really like when uh, she wakes up and she's yet to uh, meet up with the rest of the group. And she finds like a big conch shell on the in the oh, sand. Oh yeah, she knows how to just hey. And she just this tur- is a horn. She just turns it into like an ocarina and starts like wailing away on right. it. Right. Yeah, I thought she was like I thought people were gonna start singing along. Yeah, she was just Kenny G all of a sudden. <laughs> that was peculiar. And she holds it so triumphantly too. Like right. Like, yeah, she knew what she there, knew how to position there herself. There was no messing around with it. It was just like all right this thing's going to make a sound when I blow into it. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. No. But it's, it was what it was. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a kind of a, uh, a fun watch if you just like chuck it on and, uh, yeah. I like a low stakes <laughs> wa- a viewing show. Like sure. I, I've, I've watched lots of them. I've, I've, I've liked a lot of shows that are not like critical darlings. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and I like Kate Bosworth. Like I remember thinking, I remember thinking when she was in Superman, yeah. It's Superman, right? Yeah. Oh, good. And then she kind of didn't become a great big movie star. I'm not sure why. Actually, I don't 
Which she was Superman? I think so. Was she Superman Returns? Was she Lois Lane? Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Good call. Uh, okay, we'll move on. We'll do the other show. And which... I thought some of the actors were pretty good. I thought that main gal was pretty good. I don't know who she is. Yeah, yeah. But she's even, at least in the first episode, she's more the protagonist than Kate Bosworth is. She is she, through the whole thing. She is distinctly antagonistic, Kate Bosworth. Yes. She's very difficult. Yes. She's very difficult. For reasons that once you start to watch more of the show, don't really make sense. Does she have a kid? She had kids. She's Kate. She's what? She's Kate from Lost. Didn't Kate have kids? Right. Yes. And was wasn't Kate also Kate had kids like later? Maybe. Wasn't Kate also like abused in a uh, another relationship? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, this was about like Kate was a convict. She was on the run. Her backstory is about like her abusive kids or her abusive kids, her abusive husband and two kids. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's her backstory. Okay. Well, and there's some flashbacks too because they're all remembering that's their right. amnesia. So they end up flashing back. To, so you're right. Do yeah, they give each character their own episode where you learn their backstory? No, they kind of like, like mix and match. Mix and match. Yeah. Okay. Do they do a flash forward? Oh, do they man. do a flash sideways? I've never reacted the way I have to when they did the flash forward. One of the greatest moments in television history. We have to yeah. go back. That was yeah. like astonishing. Yeah. I remember like freaking out. I want to talk about unbelievable. And I don't have a lot of observations about Unbelievable. Okay. But put me on the clock. All right. And I guess I'll recap the first episode of the Netflix show Unbelievable starring Caitlin Deaver. Uh, and then I thought some other people are in this show too, although they don't appear in the pilot episode. So I guess they're going to, I guess they're going to come along. We shall find out in 30 seconds. All right. In three, two, one. Basically, the whole episode centers around all these police interviews with Marie, who's an 18-year-old who has just been raped in her uh, group home where she's moved away to go to university. Uh, she's uh, deeply traumatized by this horrific experience. The guy broke in with a knife, said he'd kill her if she screamed, and he raped her. And the police are finding that her recounting of the story three and four and five times is uh, showing some inconsistencies, and so they, in fact, don't believe that she's telling the truth, and they badger her into saying she was lying, and, in fact, now she's not sure if she is. Uh and for that reason, it it d directly reminds you of like that making a murderer show, which I didn't watch. But, right. But that's kind of all about how um, there's a real problem mm -hmm. with uh, police getting people to say stuff that's not true. Yes. You have to think that this is insanely dramatized. Like like those police officers were being unreasonable to Man. the point of like they were being unreasonable. But I I did some Wikipedia reading. Yep. And it seems like it's all pretty true. Pretty close. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's and, pretty and, But they're, they're treating her like they've never heard of trauma before. Like, Well, that's the thing. That Like, how could you be so insensitive to, like, how, how could you not, you know, handle with kid gloves a little more, like, right. you know, for lack of a better term? How, how could you not be more sympathetic to someone in well, this situation? Well, and here's the other thing. Well, like, when people make ridiculous excuses for why something that's obviously true couldn't be true it's usually something to service their own um pride so like refuse to accept that michael jackson uh abused children because they love michael jackson's uh music and what would they do with that residual fandom or appreciation uh refuse to believe that their kid was uh 
plotting a school shooting because it's their kid and my baby would never. And there's like all these like people who can be really blind to stuff, even mm -hmm. though there's evidence to support it. And why would somebody lie about that? But like in this particular community where this happened, this is a real story and it's based on a This American Life episode. Yeah. Um, the, the police department in this community had a 21% instance of finding uh, claims of rape to not be true. 21%, oh, wow. which is four times the national average. Yeah. And probably even 5% is is unfair. Like, I, I'd be surprised if 5% are untrue. Right. Um, and so this particular police station, for whatever reason, had a really hard time accepting that rape happens. And mm -hmm. I don't know what's in it for them to have that position. Like, I don't know why they would be so um, suspicious of it. Right. Yeah, it... Um it would like the thing that was well there was a lot of things that were upsetting to me i was from a show standpoint i was kind of hoping that we would kind of move into like the detective like merritt weaver we are. part of it and so she and tony collette are not in the pilot at all no did they like did they know that they needed the like where the show was going after this I think so, because I think it was just ordered as a miniseries, and it's all right. based on this like investigating that was done for This American Life. Yeah. So they probably already had it all figured out, mm -hmm. uh, but they had to establish first and foremost that this um, this victim has kind of been railroaded into a situation where there's no win. And then, by the way, I, I left out that it ends with her. She she is finally convinced to to say it didn't happen. Yeah. Because she's so confused and she's having such a hard time remembering it because of the trauma right. that she starts to question whether it did happen or if it was just a dream. And then her counselor tells her, no, you go back and you take back your no. Right. And then she goes back and the police just talk her into saying, no, it didn't happen again. Right. And then it ends with her like considering jumping off a bridge. Right. After. Yeah. And you kind of think she does, but maybe, you know, we don't see that. Well, Marie is still alive. She is. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And there's a lot more to happen. But like, yeah, I think it's going to pivot into the detectives knowing that she's not lying about this right. and, and, and how they figure out how to prove that. Right. And two female detectives for that matter. Which I think matters. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, kind of a cool part of the story. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I couldn't believe how, um, it was like watching a, an episode of SVU with every single detail yeah. still in it. So it that was I, that was pretty tough. It wasn't it was like rough. a wasn't like a oh this is entertaining. It was like a, oh this really shows the you know dark what though like the, how people can be affected. My first instinct was this is just so not entertaining. And then entertaining is not the right word. But by the end of it, I was like I'm gonna watch another one. Okay, I do want to give it my ass, and it's so dark, and there's not yeah. a laugh in it, and I no. so rarely can enjoy something that I describe that way. But uh, I think she's really good. Yeah, Caitlin Deaver. I think she's really excellent in Caitlin this. Caitlin Deaver. Um, and so yeah, I'm gonna watch more. Yeah, I'd give it my ass. I thought the 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 bedsheet scene in mm -hmm. Walmart. I thought that was just such an interesting premise, and I don't know if it's based on on truth, but. Uh, she has to go with one of her um, foster parents to like get new shit because right. the police have taken it, I guess, yeah. for DNA testing. And uh, she goes to the bed sheet section in the store and she can't find the same sheets that she had before. And so she asks uh, an associate at the store, where are the ones with like daffodils on them or whatever? And they're like, oh, this is all we have here. And she's like, yeah, but I know you probably have more out back. Go get the ones out back. Sorry, miss, we don't have. And so 
she's being unreasonable. Right. Just get other sheets. But it's like, it kind of stood out to me as like the sheets are her innocence, right? Like I, I that was taken from me. I did. I don't. I want those sheets back. Right. It wasn't my choice. Yeah. But she can't ever go back. Yeah. Um. And little things like that, I thought were quite clever about the writing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and they were also like childish, like the ones with the little daisies on them. Yes. Yeah, you're right. What about That's the point. what about the poster? Do you think about her poster in her bedroom at all? Yeah, it was a, well, it was kind of like a beach scene, wasn't it? And they were they continuously show flash to her at the beach because she was like she was looking at that picture of her on the on the beach. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just like a simpler time kind of thing. No, I think it's going to come back. Really? I think it's going to mean something else. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But we give it our ass. Oh, I do give it my ass. Right. Unbelievable, it's called. Yeah. And it's not a blast. It's not a blast. Although when you, when I hear the word unbelievable, it's hard for me to not sing Yo, that song. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, th- I thought the same <laughs> Which thing. Which would not be a fit. They should have uh, used that for the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> that would not be uh, quite a fit. We've been watching The Great Canadian Bake Off. Okay. On CBC Gem. And Becky, Becky has always talked about it, like how good The Great British Bake Off is. Yeah. And then I found out Dan Levy is the host of Great Canadian Bake Off. Oh, and you were all in. Yeah, he's not even in it that much. Okay. But I have totally gotten into it, and I've got favorites, and I've got all these opinions about the chemistry of baking, which nice. I know nothing about. So that's kind of been one of our, our joyous viewing experiences, but we only have one more. Do you bake at all? No. I can no. make banana chocolate chip muffins. That's good. That's it. It's more than I've ever tried to bake. For Becky's 30th birthday last year, I thought I would like do a really sweet thing and try and make a cake. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, even if it doesn't turn out good, and it probably won't, it'll i'll then i'll buy her a cake or my mom will make her a cake and it'll i'll also get the like the brownie points for having tried so hard to make her a cake right and i chickened out in the end and i made banana chocolate chip muffins <laughs> and i iced them like a cake couldn't you have made all of the muffin ingredients and just put it in a cake like that's banana bread with chocolate chips in it you're right it's not a cake absolutely and they're still delicious and we still ate them mm-hmm. but it wasn't a cake <laughs> it wasn't the same I'm looking for Will Smith things. Did you hear anything about Will Smith this week? Um, no. God, no. I I don't think I did. See, I don't trust him when he's quiet either. That's when it's. That's when he's at his scariest. Gemini Man is coming out kind of soon. Is that a movie he's in? Yeah, that's where he's playing like present day Will Smith and young oh, Will Smith. Yes, which looks kind of cool. So between that and the Irishman, they were they were really trying to. But it's funny because Robert. What about the Irishman? Well, Robert De Niro is made to look like way younger no kidding yeah like he's he's made to look like he's in his 50s but he's in his 70s yeah so it's really like 50s or like 40s or something there were lots of good robert de niro is old jokes at the comedy central roast of alec baldwin oh really it was pretty good why did they do that because robert de niro was on the dais he was kind of the star of the show actually he was kind of the big get and then otherwise it was like caitlin jenner who was terrible did you like it was it a was it a fun watch it was a fun watch yeah and you know what like blake griffin was hysterical yeah it's always like a surprise well he's good friends with neil brennan and those guys so i wouldn't be surprised if and he does some stand-up but i i watched some of his stand-up before and it's like i would say neil brennan wrote some of these jokes then because they were surprisingly great right yeah they're the they uh he probably had a few kind of writers on his staff. Sean Hayes was the roast master, and he was fine. It, again, the writing was pretty good, but he, he kind of seemed a little drunk. Sean and, Hayes, like from Will, Will and Grace? Grace? Yeah. Oh, he kind of right. seemed a little drunk and a little not interested. Sure. Uh, 
Ken Jeong was good. His writing was really good, but he was nervous. Okay. He was clearly very shy. Nikki Glaser was so funny. Really? She's so good at the roast. Great. Uh, Jeff Ross is always good. Caitlyn Jenner was truly frustrating. Yeah. And Chris Red wasn't that funny. Chris Red wasn't that good. No, he wasn't okay. that good. I'm, I'm forgetting. I mean, I, I wonder how. Well, I guess he's on staff. I was going to say, I, I wonder how they come up with some of these people are literally just like, hey, this person will do the roast. You mean like Nikki Glazer? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, or like, yeah, there's some comedians that don't necessarily have any tie to Alec Baldwin at all. Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. But Robert De Niro was okay. He was funny. He was yeah. funny. Nice. He probably didn't write the jokes, but like it was. But he could act it out. And he's also used to. Maybe even better than he is an actor these days. Like mm-hmm. one, once upon a time, one of the greatest actors ever. But now, I don't know if he's a great actor anymore. I guess we'll find it in The Irishman. He is pretty good at giving a speech at a podium. At like right. being Robert De Niro and just like talking. Yeah. Uh, he's not good as Robert Mueller. Right. But he, I guess he can read the cue cards. Right. Or does he? Maybe. And he would be good if he just like put an hour of work into it. Yeah, that's true. Which I don't think he does. I yeah. He just kind of shows up and stands. Where they also to. make lots of jokes about how he just got divorced and how he just has to do all these bullshit movies now. To pay oh, for his no. Divorce. Yeah. Uh, was, does it like pan over to him laughing? Uh, yeah. Oh, laughing? He's a good sport. And, and Alex, a good sport too. Although the first joke out of the gate. Yeah. Is the elephant in the room. It's calling his daughter a pig. Right. The first joke of the night <laughs> is calling. And, and he didn't smile. He didn't smile. And then they went back at it all night long. And he laughed. And he was fine with it. And he made jokes about it himself. And so did she. She came out and did a surprise roast. Right. Who made the first joke about it? Sean Hayes did. Ooh. And I I forget exactly what he said, but. I feel like it almost has something to do with that too. Like like Sean Hayes hosting it in the first place is kind of weird. Right. You know, wouldn't you? I mean, Jeff Ross doing it. It's like, okay. Yeah. I just. Jeff Ross is. He never hosts it though. No, no, not host. Sorry, Jeff Ross saying it. Yeah, is like all right. Well, Roastmaster General got me. Like he is able to use those lines. I guess, but like it's supposed it's to a be... roast anyway. You're right. Yeah, nothing's right. off limits, right? Yeah. I don't think anyway. But he's he's just got a straight face, and it shows it. Yeah, but I a couple of things came out a couple of years ago during the Franco roast where, no, it wasn't the Franco roast. It was the um, shoot whichever one Stevo was was in. Yeah. Where Amy Schumer makes a joke about Ryan Dunn. Right. And yeah. um, then they 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 apparently, according to Amy Schumer, I don't know if Steve-O ever, ever confirmed, but they, they edited it to make it look like he was more hurt by the joke than he right. was. Right. They oh, cut okay. in like some like uh, lost in thought dazed yeah. face it of was, Steve-O's. It was sad looking at that. I was like, yeah. oh man, she... she I'm so shitty. So I have a little bit of skepticism about how they edit this to make it look. Right. I don't know. But you would recommend I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. It's a very good watch. Sure. It's like, it's just, it. in a way, it's kind of a release to watch people being that horrid to each other. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. I like it. I'd watch the Comedy Central roast of Will Smith. That's for darn sure. I'm surprised it's not out yet. Just to, We should probably be the roast masters of that. Can we host it and... Uh, <laughs> We could start, Who are these fuckers? Start a crowdfund campaign. <laughs> Get yeah. us as the hosts. He doesn't even have to be there. In fact, I'd prefer it if he's not. No, you don't trust him if he's there. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith, even if you're resting him. Mm-hmm.